Get your toe. Believe me. There are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it. Believe me. Until I get your toe by 3 o'clock this afternoon with the applause. I'm going to get my chair. anything oh good because <laughs> i just queefed big time yo 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 what is up welcome to uncle rod story corner i'm your host narado moore aka rod for short uh some of you know me as a comedian from birmingham alabama I moved to nashville in 2014 some of you know me as a comedian from nashville uh, because people do know I'm from Alabama, and one of the first places you think of when it comes to comedy is Huntsville. Some of you know me as being from Huntsville, but I'm not. I was born and raised in Birmingham. Um, some of you know me as just somebody that you see on Facebook, and some of you know me as somebody you see on Twitter. But this is my podcast, and I'm here to... Crack some jokes, spread some love, spread some laughs to people here, there, everywhere. Um, I'm going to be doing some drinking. I would advise you to do the same as long as you're uh, in a safe position to do so. And you sit back and enjoy yourselves. We're going to kick this thing off with the Norm Report, where we check in with normal people, a.k.a. non-comedians. Be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to kick it off right now with our check-in with the quote-unquote normies <laughs> and see how coronavirus and lockdown is affecting the non-comedians in this world. Uh, I want to bring in an old friend of mine from high school. We know each other for a long time, real long time. Uh, he was he was one of those weirdos that was in a super serious relationship in high school and acted married. <laughs> With the same girl for like nine years, started in the fourth grade. <laughs> uh, we call him BB, but let's welcome Brandon to the show. <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that, my B, brother. What's happening? Hey, man, what's going on? I'm cooler, man. I see you outdoors under the sun in the woods like Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm, I'm, except, except I'm not homeless like Umar. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting right outside of my home. That's, that is dope. Cause I'm, I'm so tired of seeing him in the library and on the playground. <laughs> and somebody, yep. In the passenger seat of somebody old Dodge Stratus. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, man, he, 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 he's, a, he's a wild animal. He's not been housebroken, man. They, they, got to, they got to take him out. They can't leave him in the house. So, uh, we want to kick this thing off with some sports talk. Because that's what Let's we talk it. about a lot. Let's do and, it. And um, you love college football just as much as I do. Indeed. And uh, today, the University of North Carolina announced that they were shutting down voluntary workouts after 37 players and staff tested positive for coronavirus. Wow. Which is just another blow into um, all of this talk about having sports this year. Yeah. What do what, what do you think about that? Are you are you happy or are you absolutely crushed like I am? I am devastated, man. Um, you know it's it's inevitable that it's going to happen. You know when you bring those guys back together, that the, the numbers were just going to be kind of through the roof. Um, but I guess wishful thinking being a college football fan was that you know they'll be all right they're young they can bounce back quick um be ready to, be ready to kick off first weekend in uh in september but um i mean reality is man it's probably not gonna happen and um you know i'm i'm tore up about it yeah it's uh it sucks man it's so weird Na- naturally when this happened they had the user response from all the dummies that talking about how you know well, tell how many people are going to the hospital. How many of them died? You know, right. say that, and it's just like that's that's completely irrelevant, man. Like, irrelevant. Like this disease, uh, it, it, things don't have to kill you for them to be serious or bad. <laughs> right. Like you, you not go die in two weeks if you catch HIV either. <laughs> but that don't mean hey, having HIV is cool. It's, 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 right. it's a big deal. Just because it won't. <laughs> Just because it won't kill you immediately, you don't want it. Exactly, but that's that's what everybody seems to be harping on on, on the other side of this. It's just like right, and they don't understand that we can't be spreading this disease around. And right, you don't know how it's going to affect people one way or another. But if we have a season of sports, this is just going to be happening all season, and it's going to be pointless. Right. Because everybody you come in contact with got to go in quarantine for two weeks. So once right. two teams play and everybody catches coronavirus, those right. teams are going to have to postpone everything for two weeks. Right. That's just going to be happening all across the country. It's stupid. Right. And, you know, you think about it, man. You have, um, you know, Alabama plays Georgia. Rota. And, and get, <laughs> get somebody gets exposed and then, you know, Three weeks later, they're supposed to play against Kent State or somebody like that. And, you know, Alabama only got 30 healthy players. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not the same thing. And we can't have that. We can't have that I, at all. I'll take a Bama loss to Georgia, keeping them out of the playoffs and winning the championship. I'll be damned. I will riot. <laughs> <laughs> the blemish on Alabama's record is goddamn Kent State. The Golden Flashes. The Golden Flashes cannot be. They cannot be that blemish on the record, man. That would be disgusting. <laughs> disgusting is an understatement. An understatement, my brother. Alabama drops down to ninety-six after losing to Kent State after number one. <laughs> but you know us being. Us being Bama, they find they find a scenario that could get us back in the top four. <laughs> if they went out, they're in. That is that is true. 
that's uh, that's just saying. We we was talking earlier about missing live sports and how we both joined up with uh, watching anything that was live and enjoying that uh, Sunrise Korean baseball that was kicking off a couple months ago. I had alarms set for it. <laughs> they had the, they had the stuffed animals and whatnot in the crowd. <laughs> it was amazing to watch. <laughs> it it was man. You know it's um, I guess it just kind of shows you man how um how connected we are to sports. Um, you know I'm watching old games from the eighties. I'm waking up at four in the morning to watch Korean baseball. I'm watching cornhole. And <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, them cornhole championships been live, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Look, I, I always wanted to be a professional athlete, man. I might be the fan of my lane. Hey, you can get down, though. Cornhole is for everybody. It's for everybody, bro. <laughs> it's like skillless golf, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you can, everybody can do, you can make a cornhole play in your yard. It, you can anywhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. So, yeah, I just it, know every time I see that sport, it, it, it keeps saying cornhole. I just keep thinking about butts. Like it's, <laughs> it's always weird. Like we playing what? cornhole. I'm like they shooting porn in this bar. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, of, of course, you, of course, your mind would go there. <laughs> and I think now after this, mine is probably gonna go there as well. So. <laughs> Thanks, thanks a lot for that, Nerado. I'm, I'm spreading my filth around like coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that needs to be stopped as well, sir. <laughs> so you, um, you, uh, you, you've been you've been working from home, right? You do you do sales. Yep. You do sales work, so you're able to work from home. That's that's good. You're keeping the the income flowing in. Yeah, yeah. My and my wife teaches, man. So. Um, you know that that income kept coming as she well. So we, she did. Um, I guess they did them for like six weeks. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Nice. So um, yeah. So that it, it was cool, man. And um, you know, I I just really don't have too big of an issue, man. Staying at home to stay healthy. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't get why this <laughs> driving people so insane. I don't get it, man. Like, it's, it's worse places to be stuck than home. Who don't want a vacation? Right. <laughs> exactly. And the people that's losing it the most is uh, like the doomsday preppers. That's the weirdest part to me. Right. Right. All the people who have spent years talking about how you know, they got bunkers built and they got a million gallons of water and they, they ready for nuclear fallout and they got guns. Right and everything, and the government was like, "Can't you stay at home and wear a mask when you go out?" And those were the first people to lose. <laughs> I thought you was prepared to live in a in a cave for five years. You can't take a couple weeks in the crib. <laughs> well, what they what they didn't account for was they weren't gonna be able to get a haircut during that time. So, Man. I mean, I guess that was the trigger for them. These people were ready to force super. They were standing outside the supercuts. <laughs> And, you know, last I heard, that, that wasn't really the best place to get your hair cut. But these people were they wanted them riot. They, they wanted them supercuts. They, they, they brought wanted militias them out. 
so they can go to Supercuts. <laughs> oh my God! It, the government was infringing on their rights to get a Supercut. Can you imagine grabbing an AR-15 and storming the state capitol for the right to get an edge up? Like can you? Like, there's a lot better things to go to. These are the same people who didn't join the military after 9 11 and things. And all these years we've been at war with terrorists. These people didn't go down to a recruiting office to go to Pakistan or Afghanistan. No. no. But the minute they was like, hey, we got to close the chilies down for like six weeks, they was like, I'd be damned if you take my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> they was ready to, they was ready to die about that barbecue sauce Jack <laughs> I just can't imagine like a two for 20 ain't never been worth <laughs> dressing up like the Punisher <laughs> no absolutely, absolutely not <laughs> oh my god I, I don't understand it man it's been wild to watch people like just flip that. I'm still blown away by the amount of people that refuse to wear a mask. Yeah. It's wild, man. I um I mean I, I put mine on all of the time, man. It's like, you know, it's inconvenient or mildly inconvenient or whatever, but um, you know, I much rather be healthy and keep folks around me healthy. Yeah, like wearing a mask is as inconvenient as having to dress up to go to an event. Like, it's not that big a deal. Right. It's no different right. than, like, so we going out tonight, yeah, but you got to put a tie on. I really wanted to wear a t-shirt, but okay, I put a tie on. That's the same right. inconvenience as put the mask on for 30 minutes to go get some waffles and <laughs> takeout. It's not, right. nobody's asking you to go to basic training and then put a spacesuit on to go out. Right. It's, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big of a deal, man. And it's but, always um, the old people who are most susceptible to dying from this disease that are walking around with a mask on over their chin and whatnot. Right, right. I, and I, I saw, um, I saw a lady in Walmart that um, older lady, not she did not have a mask on, and you know they got those, you know, walk this way down the aisle, don't enter, and all that stuff. This lady was intentionally walking down the wrong side. I followed her because it was funny. Um, so that, that that shows you how bad I need live sports. But I mean, I followed this lady around, man. It's like, what's, what type of point are you trying to prove? Like, why? Right. What What are you getting accomplished? Right. Now, all you going to do is what? catch the disease, and then you're going to be mad at everybody else. Right, right, right. <laughs> That black fella following me around should have had his mask on tighter or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also something weird that like the people are like looking for excuses to flip out. And, and, right. they, and usually when they're getting filmed in those situations, they start yelling, I feel threatened. Right. After somebody says, hey, can you put a mask on? <laughs> it's like, how is that? There's no question that's ever been a threat. Right, like yo, like, just, like when Clint Eastwood rolled down on those fellas in Dirty right. Harry and said, "Do you feel lucky?" That wasn't even a threat. Like he had a gun on him when he asked that question. And he had a gun that on him. Wasn't even a threat. You right, threaten somebody with a question. 
<laughs> it just does not work that and way. Hey, can you put a mask on? It's definitely one of the mildest questions somebody can ever ask you, especially in the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic, man, it's um, it is the furthest thing from a threat as you can get. I don't get it. Now you you got you it. got kids. You, I do you have and your kids. Wife have some lovely children. I appreciate it. I appreciate they, it. They've been at the house. Has that? Has that has that driven you crazy at all, or is is it just a little different? Or have you had those days where it's like, y'all got to go sit in the backyard for the amount of time you've been in school? I can't take it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a combination of all. Um, generally, they've been cool, man. My uh, my oldest, my son is uh, he's a teenager. He's fourteen, so um, I rarely see him until it's time for him to eat or something like that. So. Um, <laughs> He doesn't bother me. Um, my youngest two are girls, and um, they are daddy's girls. So they are always always under me and all that stuff. And, you know, when I have those days that I just need them to be away from me, <laughs> I go to Walmart and follow old ladies around without their mask on. <laughs> little bird watching. <laughs> little, little bird watching. That's what I was doing before you called me. That's why you called me outside. So, um... <laughs> But nah, man, it, you know, everything has been cool, man. We, um, you call me one of those weirdos that, uh, <laughs> that was living a married life in high school. Um, you know, I, I guess, man, just being isolated with my wife, my kids, man, is really just not that bad to me. It's what you've been waiting on. <laughs> that's that's I, your Martin Luther King dream that you had. Yes. Look, I, I spent, I spent the age of 14 to 22 to get ready for this. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I am. Yeah, let it be known that he is not married to that girl he was with for a million years. But that, no. that, he was, he was, he was. It was the preseason for his marriage. He was, he was. That was the combine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those people, those people never work out. Never, <laughs> never. never. That, it, never works. it never happens. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a living example of that. We we, we talked about uh, our, our boy Carl. Shout out to Carl. He was also in one of those relationships in high school, and him and that girl were super married. I told you about the time Carl pulled up on us in her car one time in high school. <laughs> we was like, "You got you got a new car?" He was like, "Nah, it's my girl car. I just, I just I took it to the shop." I'm like, "Well, her daddy." You got no uncles, a big brother. Why are you? You sixteen, <laughs> right? How, how, how was your name checked on that list? <laughs> you got an insurance? Y'all got the same insurance? <laughs> what, what's going on? Now, I'm just trying to drive around, make sure they got it straight before I take it back. Like tell her dad to take a car to the shop, man. <laughs> I th I'm pretty sure that's in the in the daddy's um job description, right? Whoever name is, I'm sure it's his name on the title. He can take the car to the shop, though. Tell, tell that dude you a kid, and you are not going to take his daughter's car to the shop. That's insane. And oh, man. Naturally, like everybody else, they got the sophomore year in college, and they was done. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, um, that's, that's definitely the, um, the market demarcation right there, sophomore year in college. <laughs> you, 
you either in or you ain't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, the pressure of being an upperclassman is just too much for a man to take in a relationship. <laughs> it's, it's too much, man. It, it's um, caused too much strain on a marriage. The I mean, the, a relationship. The minute the freshman girls show up and find out you're not a freshman, they all yours. So, <laughs> right. when you're a freshman, you can make it through. But as soon as you become a sophomore, these freshmen show up orientations like, listen, baby, we got to uh, take a break. <laughs> we got to go Ross and Rachel with this. We need to... <laughs> We need to reevaluate some things. I got some, Let's reevaluate. I just met a couple girls from Texas, and uh, they <laughs> they really want to see what what these what, what your boy likes. So you know, it's been a fun nine years. <laughs> Enjoy it growing up with you. <laughs> and 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 who who would I have been to deny those Texan women? The, the, the pleasure of getting to know me. Yeah, I'm saying you got to show that country boy get down. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Show what the SEC East is like. Yeah, show, them, show them how the Southeast do it. Welcome to the SEC, baby. Welcome to the SEC. <laughs> Roll tide, baby. Roll goddamn tide. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, this has been a, a, a fun conversation we're having here. A pleasure, my uh, brother. Do, do you have anything you wanna you wanna tell the people? Uh, you got any businesses or whatnot to promote? I see you do a little online promotion for some candles. And uh, did your wife yeah. do events or something? Man, you want to plug that? Yeah, yeah. So my wife, Ashley, planned it. Does um, any type of event that you want done? Baby showers, wedding showers, weddings, um, whatever, whatever your needs are. Um, she can definitely take care of that, and um, prices are reasonable. Um, but we don't we don't do it for free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my cousin Kelly Pickett owns got sense candle company check them out on facebook they have um great soy based um candles uh hypoallergenic or whatever that's called um <laughs> whatever it is man it don't it doesn't bother me when i smell it and i got awful allergies so uh check out they burn, they burn forever and they smell wonderful um but other than that man it's just a pleasure for uh for me to be here man and um Continue doing what you're doing, man, and good luck to you on your podcast. All right, much appreciated, famo. Yes, sir. And that was the Norm Report. Hope you enjoyed it. Now it's time for the main event, for the main attraction. We get into our main guest, our comedian guest. Enjoy it. folks it's time for our first guest here on uncle rod's story corner uh, i met this guy when i first moved to nashville back in 2014 we call him the johnson city jackhammer <laughs> he's a he's a good old boy with a heart of gold please don't let the accent fool you uh, he does have a racist bone in his body. Please welcome. Thank you, Joshua Lewis, to the show. <laughs> Thank you. That's one of the better intro intros I've ever got. <laughs> Dude, I used to do a thing on the road where every time I would leave 
like the South or anywhere than near it, where they'd be like, we're going to bring up this next guy. They would even read some sort of shitty accolades that I've had and forget my fucking name. So I just expect it now. I was like, Rod's just going to forget my name. <laughs> no, I, I can't forget the Johnson City Jackhammer. No, J. Well, Lou. <laughs> the, the Waffle House T-Bone. That name didn't catch on like I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, people just kind of looked over that one pretty quick. <laughs> That's almost like uh, like whenever a kid in high school would try to get themselves a nickname, and everybody's like, no. If it makes you happy, we're not doing it. Like, we'll call you turd face. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I Dude, there was, a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a... There was a kid I went to high school with, just a big, dumb, redneck kid, hard to believe. But he... Uh, they call... His, his nickname was Cunt. C-U-N-T. <laughs> and it was all because he tried to play football for a little while. And then one day, just like a couple of like seniors or something, were just like mouthing off to each other, just talking shit. And somebody went, hey, cunt. And he turned around and goes, no, I can't say his name. He's uh, <laughs> like, no, my name is such and such. And they go, oh, you're cunt now, dude. And it was, <laughs> dude, I got a friend request for him on Facebook. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And I had to go through pictures and go, oh, it's cunt. Oh. <laughs> It's oh, that's cunt. Cunt McGillicuddy. <laughs> yeah. Why you just say uh, so? <laughs> yeah. High school. I, is high school... I, I, actually, I'll be disturbed if you know this. But is high school as cruel as it used to be? <laughs> like, if you're like, ah, oh, for my studies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have no clue. I, I would think that I, based on the... Uh, the number of stop bullying campaigns that has taken off nationwide and all the reasons behind it. I think high school has got to be way crueler than it used to be yeah. just, with, just with the advent of the internet because you went to school with that guy and people just called him cunt around that place. But uh, in this day and age, the entire world will be referring to that dude as cunt until he deletes his account. So Yeah. Until he just has no online presence, you know? I was figuring also, because the the whole, you know, anti-bullying thing, that that would create, like, bullies that want to bully someone who bullies, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, somebody's like, yeah, like fucking Batmans everywhere. <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, that kid over there called him cunt? Well, I'm going to show him how that feels. And then it just keeps on going. Into his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snap his toes. Now the cut. <laughs> yeah, I just I was like, man, I was like, you guys don't understand in high school and damn near the whole world. There's like a hierarchy of people that just fucking gnaw on the other person all the way down. And I was like, and as soon as you go, hey, that hurts my feelings. Somebody's gonna be like, good, that feeds me. It's a dog and dog world out there, man. No shit. Sometimes most of us are pretty cool. That's. <laughs> Now I'm I'm enjoying an adult beverage right now. Mm. I got a little vodka and strawberry lemonade going. Shout out to Minute Maid. It's the best juice on the face of the planet. <laughs> now you told me you're not drinking right now. And you're trying That's to much. just drink on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Uh it, it it sort of worked. Uh it's one of those deals where I've always had a good time boozing. I mean, we all have to a certain degree. And the people that don't, they just don't fucking do it. And I was just getting hammered. I was going to take the month of March off 
And I don't know if you know this, here in Tennessee, we had this little thing called a, uh, a fucking E4 tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like well, that like was a night soon, I was as soon as coronavirus hit and people were first starting to talk about quarantine and what is this virus, and a fucking tornado came and tore down East Nashville. It was like Jesus. <laughs> people were still break. being like, "Oh yeah," people were still being like, ah, "I don't think it's a big deal." Then we got hit by a fucking tornado, <laughs> and then that was uh, I think March third because I was like, after this weekend, I'm taking the fucking month off. I was like, I'm drinking myself silly, and I was also crazy sick the week before with every <laughs> fucking symptom of a coronavirus <clears throat> yeah like, and, oh, that what this, that, that's what this is <laughs> i was like yeah i thought this didn't feel totally like the flu and <laughs> so as soon as that shit happened i, I drank non-stop up until last week <laughs> and then i took three days off and then i drank the rest and then this week i was like okay take three more it's it's fucking baby steps not to quit <laughs> Not to quit. Just, just to slow down. Yeah, just to remember old sports stars' names. <laughs> <clears throat> I forgot Tony Romo's name. And that's why that was one of the main reasons. I don't even like the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's a nice feather to have in the cap. Uh, Tony Romo, I want you to know you're still inspiring people. Hey, man. You're inspiring you're doing a great job. Of... drinking himself into an early grade because <laughs> he couldn't remember yeah. your name. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of making it to 70, I'm going to make it to 72. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, every minute counts. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. So how, what have you been doing during this whole fucking thing, man? I've, now, me personally, I haven't had a day job since I moved to Nashville. My, dad, my last day at work <laughs> was July 2nd, 2014. And then yeah, it, I feel like you just saying it with that confidence. You got that <laughs> tattooed on your forearm. <laughs> I, I'll never forget it. it. It's a huge, it's a huge step. Like it's, it's not normal. So yeah, July second, two thousand fourteen was the last day I went to work. Two weeks later, I moved into my apartment in Nashville. Um, so I've been very weird, very well prepared for a quarantine. My life hasn't been changed at all uh, for six <laughs> years. I've done nothing but wake up. Whenever I felt like it, jack off, play video games, watch TV, watch movies, rinse and repeat. So when the quarantine hit and they were like, you're going to have to stay at home, I was like, yeah, cool. I think, I think yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, finally, my time to shine. Right. Like, this is, <laughs> this is my Olympics. Like, I've been training. I've been training my whole life for this. So. That's all I've been doing. And I never, the only difference with me is not being able to go out and do comedy. And that, yeah. that, that sucks. Like, the last time I was on stage was February 1st. It was a Saturday God night. Damn. And my next run of shows was kicking off at the beginning of March. And I haven't been able to do that. And that's, uh, that fucking, that just sucks ass, man. So, like, now my, my social life is dead because of that. Like, that was the only time I went out was to do comedy or to hang with comics. And that was, like, the only time I drank. So, I haven't had a problem sitting at home really not drinking. Only drink when I'm doing something. Like, this podcast, they'll drink during this. Yeah. It's, it's social. <laughs> yes, it's, your face is the first face I've seen that doesn't belong to a family member in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad I could bring this old red face in to light up your life, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's, it's 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 working wonders for me. 
Dude, it's it's honestly one of those weird things to me where I'm almost the opposite. Like whenever I go out and do comedy, I want to drink less. It's like I got something to do, and I got to I want to stay, you know, I want to stay somewhat sharp. It, it it set for you know it starts getting late. I'm like, oh fuck it, who cares? <laughs> but whenever I'm sitting at home, that's whenever I get the fucking itch, man. That's when I get the fever. Whenever I'm just like, oh god, you know, it would make this video game better. Blacking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the save point for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was uh, I was playing the new Last of Us game, um, which How I did. I like it a lot. There's a lot of people that fucking hate it. I but love the first I like the pr- one. I can't wait to get into the second one. Second one's a lot different. The fighting's cool as shit, and the graphics are like watching a goddamn movie, which is pretty fucking neat. Um, <laughs> But I was playing the first one, and I was like, ah, my, I don't, there's so much I don't remember. And I was like, it's been a long time. And then I watched like a YouTube video, you know, <laughs> right, in the, you know, right at the beginning, just to be like, okay, let's get caught up. And I was Watch like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I was watching a YouTube video of the first one just to be like, let me get caught up. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, yeah, that was at a time in my life whenever I didn't have a ton of money. So I rented that game from Redbox for a week. And just stayed at home every night after work and just drank a 12-pack and played that game. And I was like, oh, yeah, I blacked out every night playing this game. I can't remember shit. It's fun. It's a damn good game. So you turned The Last of Us into a video game version of Memento. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just wake up, different shit written on me. (laughs) A-B-A-B start. What's that even mean? Who's Joel? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have I been letting dudes in my house? What is the Cordyceps virus? (laughs) (laughs) Does it have something to do with steroids? Am I roiding? (laughs) That's insane. So, when was the last time you were on stage? March. I hosted uh, hosted an open mic uh, at the East Room. Ultimate Comedy Tuesday nights. The Ultimate Comedy. Yeah, too. Well, that's dangling. <laughs> that's dangling uh, right off a cliff. Dangling off a cliff. Yeah. Right now. No shit. <laughs> it's, it's one of those deals where I like doing podcasts before, and now it's like my obsession. <laughs> where I'm like, I got to talk at somebody. Um, I guess it was uh, whatever the second week of March was, that Tuesday, I think, because. We were going to have it like the day after the tornado. And I was like, guys, <laughs> I was like, I was up all night <laughs> fearing death and destruction. It's like, it's hard for me to come in here. My hands won't quit shaking. And then, uh, so the next week we did it and I remember being up there and there was a girl, um, uh, pretty young, uh, I'd say around 2021. And she just said something that now is totally reasonable at the time. Not so much, I guess. Um, when she was just like, you know, this virus and stuff, you know, made a couple of jokes. She goes, I just don't want to, you know, this to kill my grandma. And I was like, here we go. And I got (laughs) up on stage and sounded, I I didn't mean to sound this way, but I sounded like fucking MAGA hat where I was just like, listen, it's just kind of like the flu from what they're saying, which they were saying (laughs) on both sides, red and blue. And I was like, 
And furthermore, all of our grandmas are going to die. <laughs> Dude, talk about turning the fucking switch off on the crowd. <laughs> yeah, nothing like reminding everybody that their grandmother's going to die one day. It's got to suck all the life out of a comedy yeah. room. I should have just kept going. Man. Puppies are going to die. Kittens are going to die. And You're then, gonna die. Listen, you get the hole. You keep digging until you hit China. Okay. You just keep digging. <laughs> yeah. You come out on the other side eventually. <laughs> yeah. Go straight into that Wuhan fucking <laughs> wet market. Right to the soil. Get me a bowl. Of, <laughs> yeah. Get me a bowl of bat soup. Walk right back over there. <laughs> come on back to Nashville. See, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's not even that good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's incredible. Yeah. Do you I, remember I, your? Uh, your last night up? Did you fuck I up? I, I remember my last night up because it was February first. Coronavirus, you know, COVID nineteen wasn't a thing yet. And I actually did my last show at an old folks swingers club. Oh, uh, in, in, in Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. And um, yeah, I, I I wish we were recording this. Like you could see the look on Jay Lou's face. He is utterly disgusted by the phrase "old folks swingers club." <laughs> but that's that's what it was. This this bar is it's notorious. Like you know how like some bars are like have a, a, the the notorious reputation to be like a super shitty dive bar. But yeah. on, like on the surface, it just looks like a bar. You have to really get in there to see what they're talking about. It's that type of place. Like it's just like a regular bar, but you get in there, and it's like, <sighs> yeah, there's an inordinate amount of people who are like fifty and above in this place. Nobody's young, but the comedians and the bartenders. This is kind of strange. And, uh, yeah, then all of a sudden you just start to see people holding hands and kissing and making out. And <laughs> it's, it's obvious God. that they're not in a, in a committed relationship. Yeah, that place is wild. Uh, I, I brought this guy to Nashville with me one time. Uh, Terry T., a comedian from Birmingham. He lives up in Brooklyn. I know right? you talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Terry, he, uh, he hosted a, a zany show or something yeah, I was on once. Terry has a, a story about... Uh, getting invited up to a room there because the bar's connected to a hotel. That's that's how serious it is. Oh, it's connected one stop shopping. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's connected to like a day's in, and um, yeah, Terry Terry has he used to host an open mic there, and has a story about how one time he got invited up to a room for a tryst. And uh, it was just by like you know how like there are some there are some older women that that still look fantastic. And he got invited up to a room in that situation. So he just think he's about to knock this old cougar off. And he get there, like her old man's in there and shit. And like he wants to oh. watch and jack off. It was very hilarious. <laughs> but I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like a person like me. Terry didn't go through with it. Me personally, you know, I would have uh, would have been down. <laughs> hey, I'll sit you there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else? What have I got to do better than this? <laughs> <laughs> Always willing to take the story. I mean, one one time, um, one time back back in in Nashville a couple of years ago, uh, we were hanging out at Mickey's like we like to do, and this girl I knew was in there with her husband, and it was his birthday, and so for his birthday, she wanted to make one of his fantasies come true, and they paid me to pee on them while they had sex behind the bar. <laughs> pee on them? Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they, like they didn't want me to do anything else. Like I wasn't. She didn't want to have sex with me. He didn't want to have sex with me. It was just listen. We're gonna have sex. Would you be willing to pee on us while we did that? Paid me three hundred and twenty clams for that. And, uh, Good God! I did. It. It smell like piss. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I was just gonna give it to the toilet for free. So why not? <laughs> yeah. No shit, dude. I've been offered to do some stuff. Uh, never. Well, I've been offered to be peed on, and I was like, no. <laughs> I was what? like, why would I? You think like, but somebody the just. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It would have been. It was a different time. <laughs> it was if I knew it was presidential, I would have fucking done it. <laughs> so you were offered no. to be peed on. Why did you? A couple of that? times. Well, I, I don't. It just I I figured that would kill my bone. <laughs> <laughs> there's just something about like I don't. I'm starting to get older, and there's there's one of those deals where uh, all older guys can either they know or they're about to know. Is that uh, you can only shake it so many times, <laughs> and then you're like, "Okay, I'm good," and then you're like, "Oh fuck, I wasn't that good," <laughs> and that shit grosses me out. Like I don't wear khakis anymore. <laughs> that shit is that ship is sailed, dude. Old stays Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old yellow in the front. Um, but I, I just couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine the sexual part of it, but I mean, that's everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. Like there is not a lot of weird shit. Uh, you know, I like the old P and V. Good old mom and pop. Mom and pop's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, clean family fun. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Like God intended. <laughs> yeah. I cut a hole in the sheet. <laughs> Get her to bite down on a, Chew toy or something. Put Naga hide. Naga hide. And just be like, let's get this over with. That is hilarious, man. Uh, you know, I, I want to go on record to saying that uh, I was peeing on girls before R. Kelly. And oh, boy. I don't appreciate him stealing my moves for his nefarious purposes. <laughs> but I remember, like everybody else, you know, it was like 2001, like that, that sex tape of his came out, or that evidence, I should probably say. And you know, yeah, everybody, damning evidence. everybody was clamoring to see it, and I started hearing about how like he peed on her at one point, and it was blowing everybody's mind. And I was thinking, he's still in my fucking moves. Like what? <laughs> what gives him the right? <laughs> There's a word. Is it water sports? Yeah. Is that what people call that? Yeah, water yeah, okay. sports and and, and uh, wet play and things like that. And like I, yeah. you know, I was. Um, I grew up very much way more sexually adventurous than most people, especially uh, more than most uh, Southern blacks. So, you know, me peeing on somebody and then turning around and getting peed on was like, it was like some 50 years in the future shit when I did it in like 2000. Like that was, so for R. Kelly to be doing that, you know, he kind of took it mainstream, so to speak. Like he brought it to the (laughs) forefront. For everybody else, I was doing it. I didn't even know it was a thing. It's just, it was just, it was popping to your boy. First of all, <laughs> uh, thank you for being brave. Second of all, I can take the heat. I can take the warmth. Room temperature. 
Um, it does sound uh, good. That's what it's like. It's basically like 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 liquefied pussy, pretty much. Like that's hmm. what it feels like. Just this warm stream. It's coming out of the vagina. It's uh, I like it. And it turns it, t- it tastes all right. You know, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. I'm definitely. If anybody's ever went down on their lady after like going to a bar or something, they've tasted it. <laughs> that's just how it is. The residuals. <laughs> Residual yeah. Year. Yeah. It's just you can't drink a whole lot and then pee every, you know, thirty minutes, fifteen minutes and not you know, it's there. That leave a little aftertaste, uh, a little, little yeah. backwash. Absolutely. I'm not up at it. <laughs> I go in, I know what I know it's like, it's like one of those deals where I don't know what shit tastes like, but I've smelled enough farts to where I'm like I got it. You know, it's the same way with pee. <laughs> I smelled up pee to where I, if I taste it, I'm like, oh, God damn, that's piss. That's fun, man. That's uh, <laughs> that's a good time in my eyes. Yeah, that's uh, I, that's It's never shot me away. <laughs> <laughs> it's never shot me away is the taste of pee. How, how, would, uh, how would you react if like, uh, like if a girl just went for it? Like, instead of offering well, first of all, you, like if she just... Because like, like some 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 girls do that as as just a reaction. Like sometimes when yeah. girls come, not to get involved in that ridiculously childish is squirt pee or something else. But like sometimes when girls come, they just straight urinate. I had a girl that would do that. Like whenever I was eating her pussy, when the shit hit, she would just let loose a straight up stream of urine, and your boy just I wouldn't stop. I was I was down. <laughs> But how would you sure. react in this situation? It's kind of like, like the old fire hose on the side of the street. Yeah, it's, just like, it's like old faithful, you know, get my yellow stone yeah. on. Yeah, like like whatever kids will like run through the fire hydrant and shit. <laughs> um, I mean, well, first of all, you got to read the room. So if she hit, if I munch a box or something, and which I know is a you know the sexy term to use. Um, <laughs> would you would you go in there? We're broadcasting live from Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're so if I'm doing it, and then all of a sudden I get hit with a stream, and I go, "Oh my god, did you piss on me?" And then she goes, "Yeah." Then I'll be like, "Okay, now I'm mad." <laughs> but. <clears throat> But if I'm like, oh, my God, did you piss on me? And she goes, you just made me squirt. I'd be like, I'm a fucking champion right now. Like, I would, fucking, I would do a lap. <laughs> you know, I'd fucking do some calisthenics and be like, God damn, I'm good. So, if she just straight pissed on me, I'd be kind of, I was like, are you mad at me? Are you marking your territory or something? <laughs> do I, mean, I need to put down a drop cloth? That's flattering. If she wanted to mark her territory, she just... Shot one right on your forehead. That means that she's in love and she wants you to be hers and only hers. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, too bad a shower exists. So I can scrub that shit off and move on. <laughs> <sighs> so how did you um how did you become a, a comedian? What what made you step into that realm and when did you oh, step boy. into that realm? I got I got into the game late. Pretty late. I was about like thirty one or so, thirty two. Right on the cusp, but either or, I can't remember. I made myself not remember the day, just in case <laughs> I didn't really. Yeah, if shit went real bad, I didn't want to just every day just remember that day and like whatever November or something to just be like, God damn it! I feel you. The first Boy, time I, I did it, I I didn't tell my girlfriend back then where I was going, and I straight up told her I was like, I got I got to go do something, 
and uh, depending depending on how it goes, uh, it depends on like that'll show you like how it went. But I, I'm not gonna tell. I can't tell you until afterwards. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, telling that to a chick too, man. I'm sure that <laughs> the fucking gears started cranking. Oh, like, what's yeah. this motherfucker? No, no. Is he killing somebody? <laughs> Is he cheating? Please tell me he's killing somebody. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I, I wanted to do it for a little while, and especially where I grew up in East Tennessee, like, there might have been an open mic, like, once a quarter or some <laughs> shit. Like, there was not any around. I moved out here, and there was some around, and uh, I went to a couple, saw some people that are still doing it now, and I was like, oh, okay. I, not not like a, like the, one of those big dick moves where you're like, well, if they can do it. I was just like, okay. I was like, if people can just come out here and be funny and supportive, I'll fucking try it. Dude, I went to R.I.P. Spankies. <laughs> the Spankies. Uh, the old Spankies. I did that open mic twice when I got to Nashville. And uh, it, it, didn't, it closed, like, soon after. But by the time I got to Nashville, Spankies was not, like, the it mic to go to. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was pretty rough, man. Uh, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but it could be it could be a soul. It could just break your soul. <laughs> Uh, Brad Hendelider that you know, he uh, he told me one time, he's like, yeah, I went to my car and cried a few times <laughs> after this. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> what am I doing? And uh, so, yeah, I prepared. I bet I prepared for like three weeks. I had a friend, uh, 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 my buddy Ron, and he, he never, he still has yet to ever do it, which is, I don't know, might be the best for him. I don't know. And, uh, and one, like every Tuesday we'd get socked up for it. And then something would happen, you know, where he'd be like, I don't want to go. And then I would just residual, just, you know, chicken out too. And, and then one day I was like, you know, send him a text or a call or something. I was like, you going? He's like, no. I was like, I got to fucking do this. I got to fucking know. So I went there. I prepared my five minutes. I went over it for at least two weeks. I got up there. I blazed through like two and a half minutes covered in sweat, hand shaking. <laughs> Got like one laugh. As soon as I got that one laugh, I was like, oh man, I fucked up. I'm going to be doing this for a long fucking time. And yeah, that's, that's how it all went, man. Did you, did you do well on your first open mic? Cause I did not. I have no idea why I kept doing it. After <laughs> yeah. I've got, uh, the, uh, the opposite of what most comics have. I did well my first time. And that's the only reason I went back because I didn't, I didn't actually want to be a comedian until I became a comedian. Like, I I didn't try it because I wanted to. I was asked to do it. Um, I tried to shorten this story up. Uh, a friend of mine from, uh, one of my best friends in high school, uh, after high school, we we had lost touch for like about eight, eight years. And uh, But I had heard that he was doing comedy around Birmingham. And we met back up around 2008. And after we met back up, he started... Uh, he wasn't doing comedy anymore. And immediately, soon after that, he was like, I want to get back into it, but I don't know where to go. And it just so happened that one of my old co-workers from Ruby Tuesday, I ran into him at an olive garden where he started waiting tables. And he told me... You he guys were doing, doing like the, the chain restaurant circuit there for a bit. Oh, yeah. He, was on, <laughs> yeah. He, he told me he had started... Um, he was doing comedy now. And just asked me to come watch a show. So I told I told my friend, I was like, yeah, I, I actually know an open mic we can go to. And I took him down there. That was like in 2009. So I took him down there. And 
my old friend from Ruby Tuesdays was there. Uh, his name's Zach. And the friend who wanted to do comedy, his name was Eric. So we get there, and I introduce Eric to Zach, and, and we meet uh, J. Michael McCall. Shout out to Mike McCall. He's one of my best friends. That He hosted that, Mike. And um, Eric was telling them that I was funny, and I should go up. And Zach was saying I was funny, and I should go up. And I was like, well, you know what? I'll, I'll write something, and I'll come back next week and try it, because... It's weird, like, I've always been drawn to comedy my whole life, even, like, as a little kid, I used to listen to everybody's albums, watch everybody's specials, always loved comedy, never thought about doing it, and uh, I wrote something, I went back the next week, killed it, and I've been doing it ever since. Damn, I'm jealous, <laughs> fucking jealous, dude. It was months, months of me, I would get... Have you ever got stressed so stressed out you would get like acne? <laughs> you would get the Dude. stress pimples. Oh, stress pimples on my forehead, <laughs> on my like the sides of my head. It was just everything because in regular everyday life I could make people laugh and it was so easy. <laughs> it was just like natural. And then they put a microphone in my hand, I'd be like, uh, hey everybody. <laughs> and everybody's like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you were doing bad, and because you were doing bad, you were looking bad. So you had to oh, go yeah. on stage looking terrible and being terrible. And somehow, all these years later, here you are. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> That's personal. I misfigured. <laughs> It'd be funnier if you just put like a like a picture of me on the uh, on the description. It's like the elephant man or something. Oh, he finally, he overcame it. <laughs> but I love Yeah, it. but it was rough there. There for a little bit, dude. I will admit, one of the best things... Uh, at least the first two, one of the best things that ever happened was that uh, eight day show, the uh, the the broken record. Yeah, show. yeah, back in 2015, first broken record. Yeah, because yeah, that to took DJ Buckles the Clown Buckley. <laughs> I was there when he came up with that idea, man. He uh, he cornered me one night at the right time. <laughs> oh yeah. He cornered me one night and told me about it. He's like, what do you think? And I was like, that's probably one of the dumbest fucking ideas I've ever heard, DJ. <laughs> he goes, well, I'm going to do it. You want to be a part of it? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. We were hanging out that October at Beyond the Edge after some shows yeah, one night. We were hanging out at Beyond the Edge, and we were just sitting at the table, and he told us about this Guinness idea he had, and we thought it was cool. It would be great, but it's West wild as fuck. It was... It was no different than like when the Wright brothers told somebody, man should fly, and I think I could build that machine. It felt like that, and it was like, this is a crazy, out-of-this-world fucking idea. It's never going to happen, but yeah, this is cool. And like three months later, like come like that January, he was like, so listen, it's happening. It was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was still in kind of disbelief. <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't know. Guys. And That's my I mean, the first one... Comedy. The, oh, the dude, broken record the, shows the, are the greatest thing ever. Uh, the first one, I was still kind of nervous just about the whole setup of it. And by the end, I was totally fine with it. But the first couple of days, I was like, this is fucking... Because, you know, if you just... If I do the wrong thing, this whole fucking bullshit's over. And then the second one... Second one, somebody did it. <laughs> somebody did fuck it all up. I like the second one better. I don't know why. I think I was just used to it. Maybe I was just more comfortable just being on stage. I feel probably. the same way. The second one was better because it was all the kinks had been worked out. Like the first yeah. one, nobody knew what to expect. 
And that was like the first time I ever like knew what it felt like to be a hobo. Because <laughs> that that week in 2015, man, I was just I was literally just living in the East Room, sleeping in there 24 hours a day. You know, I was sh- going leaving to go shower like once, like once every like two days. Um, oh yeah, falling asleep with a cup full of liquor and just rolling over whenever I managed to get two, three hours at some point and just picking that cup up and drinking it. That's what started me smoking weed. I didn't used to smoke really? weed before that first broken record show. I had smoked weed like two or three times in high school, and then and then once in like college. I didn't do it. I, I didn't smoke weed again. It was probably like since college. Like probably 2004 was the last time I smoked until 2015. And Jesus. Uh, and we were just smoking weed all day, every day, drinking all day, every day, doing broken record. And that's that's what turned me on to smoking weed. <laughs> Dude, it was it's a hell of a hangover. I know that. Oh, I guess we should tell people. That maybe don't know what the broken record is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're just like, what the hell? For those of you who don't know, uh, back in 2015 in Nashville, uh, we started doing a broken record show, which was the Guinness World Record for longest stand-up show. It belonged to some people out in Los Angeles, and it was like 184 hours and some change. And so we set out to break that record. And so for eight days, 24 hours a day, we did stand-up comedy with comics from all across the country, big-name comics, small-name comics, you name it. Uh, we spent eight days at the East Room, this, this bar in Nashville, and we did, somebody was on that stage for 24 hours a day doing fucking stand-up, and it was glorious. We did it for four years. Hasn't happened since 2018 and, no, 2019. Right? No, 56, No, 18, 2018. 2018, and... I miss it so much. I miss it so much that I feel like we need to bring it back to make up for all the comedy that's missing in the world because of coronavirus. Because, like, <laughs> comedy doesn't exist anymore on stage. So I feel like the only thing to make up for all these lost hours of stand-up we could have is for everybody to perform, you know, 23 hours of stand-up <laughs> over the course of eight, nine days, man. Like, that's the only thing that would make it feel good because I've lost if we do, so much. If we do it. Like the original first two, we'll have a new type of virus that shuts down the country <laughs> if we do that shit again. Yeah, dude, that, that was that, that it smelled so bad. Us, it exposed us to, to to different levels of hygiene and stink in there. Like people, <laughs> we found out who never bathed. Like I told, like I was bathing. I probably bathed three times that week, but there were some people who had some stink on them that was six weeks old. And when and they melted that the shit air. mixed together, it was like when Captain Planet got all the planeteers together. <laughs> and when those people mixed that shit up, man, it was like when a hurricane is formed or some shit. It was awful. I lived about, I guess, like five minutes away, so I just drive home and crash out whenever, <laughs> you know, whenever I was like. Sometimes I'd leave at nine a.m. Sometimes I'd leave at midnight. Just depend on whenever I was scheduled. <laughs> and and I took a, I know, I, I, t- I didn't take a shower every day. I'd be a lie. But I would, you know, I, I was decently clean compared. And and there was a couple of times whenever I was, like, running behind, I was like, oh, yeah, I should take a shower. And then I was like, what's the fucking point? I'm going to walk in there. That shit's going to stick to me like cigarette smoke. And I'm going to stink just like the rest of the room. <clears throat> Were you there whenever, um, I can't remember who it was. 
but uh, Mary J was scheduled to go up like next. <laughs> this is my favorite. You know what I'm talking about? Story from uh, from the, the whole four years. This is my favorite thing. And there was a dude that got on stage. I said, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, <laughs> dude got on stage. I wish I knew who it was. I, I still can't remember who it was. And never set. saw him. <laughs> yeah, doing a regular set. <laughs> Nothing was landing. But be, because it was like, it was basically more like the world's longest open mic in a way. Because there's just 10 people there. And it's usually the 10 people that are getting ready to go up. And everybody's just exhausted, you know. So, I mean, it's hard to fucking land jokes at, like, noon, how it is. <laughs> then you just take a, a bunch of exhausted people and you just cram them in there and say, no, you can't leave. <laughs> and we're like, oh, geez. And uh, so this is, like, sometime in the afternoon. It's, like, 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Sunny, pretty day outside. So, you know, it's hard to keep people in there. <laughs> and, and this dude goes up. He's just doing his set, just fucking going through the motions. And then he gets to the end goes, I want to tell you guys why I started doing comedy. And then he just <laughs> starts talking about being molested as a kid. <laughs> and, and laughter is the only thing getting get him out. And he starts crying. <laughs> it's a big ordeal. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough to get through. Well, and Mary Jane was like. Keep in mind that Mary's next. So she's yeah. like backstage. So she can yeah, barely hear him through the door. So she doesn't know the context of him <laughs> talking about his dad molesting. She just thinks he's doing a set. She doesn't know that this dude is opening up to us like he's in a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. And she comes up there. I wish I could remember. I wish she was here right now so I could just be like. And also, that would be weird if Mary's head just popped up. I'd be like, hey. <laughs> but, uh. Can you remember it a little bit better? Because I just she remember came her. out. The dude got off stage. Mayor was brought to the stage, and just based on just what she could make out, he was saying. And Mayor is the sweetest person <laughs> in the world, and this wasn't malicious at all. Because she thinks it's just he's joking or something. So Mary comes out and she says, "The guy is sitting in the audience," and Mary says, "It's so that's so crazy that like." I want to know your secret because, like, I can't even get my dad to text me back quickly. And you can get your dad to fuck you. And the room goes silent. And then you hear, dude starts wailing, gets up and runs out of the bar. And we haven't seen him since. Like, he, like, he just kept running, like, all the way back to Louisville, wherever the fuck he was from. Yeah. And, you know, Mary's, like, kind of, like, shrugs her shoulders. Like, she doesn't get it. And she does her set. And she comes off. And we we go up to Mary. And we're like, um, you know, that dude was, uh, she's like, what was his problem? Like, he was, uh, he was having a breakdown on stage. He wasn't, he wasn't telling a joke just then. He was opening up to us about his dad molesting him. And, like, Mary was, like, on the verge of tears. Like, she was so, she was so hurt. Oh, no, she cried, dude. She was, like, very, (laughs) she was very upset with herself for doing that and wanted to apologize to him, but it was, like, it's too late. Like, the cat's out of the fucking bag. Jeannie doesn't go back into the bottle. And it was so, like, it's, it was so fucking funny. That's my favorite story from Broken Record. Like, <laughs> it's like it has all the classic elements of just like a great 
a great interaction. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that dude's listening, man. Shout out to you, man. We weren't we're not making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, we not weren't at trying all. to make fun of you then. But that shit was fucking hilarious, man. He fucking lost it. <laughs> situation. That situation is so fucking funny. Right I wish. Kind of shit. Oh, dude. I'm glad I found. I'm glad I found comedy because if I would just tell that to a regular everyday person, they'd be like, "You're a fucking monster for finding that funny." And why is it she in trouble? <laughs> so I was like, "Well, you know." Oh, uh, did you piss anybody man. off while you were there? Because I, I know I did. I I didn't I didn't piss anybody off. I didn't I didn't do anything. I don't uh I don't bother people. So what did you what did you do? Well, I don't mean to. Uh, so a bunch of us were out back uh drinking and smoking and all that stuff and somebody I wish I could tell you who it was, somebody was just like, Is it gay if you take a if you bang a flashlight a flashlight next to like a dude or something and then of course it's comics so it just keeps escalating just keeps going up and until somebody was like well what if you take the the part of the flashlight the flashlight excuse me out and you put that in a dude's butt and you bang out would you would it make you gay and we're all like i don't know you know <laughs> we're all like seriously thinking it's it over a, a very a big one you know these these are the questions you need to ask as a grown-up and so it's like 4 a.m. I'm on stage <laughs> later that night. And these two dudes walk in, never seen them before. And I was hammered, just drunk. And it's like one of those deals, I don't know what I was talking about. And then I saw them come in and sit down. And that's what like that moment of sobriety you get where you just remember. Like, I don't remember what happened after that conversation until I was on the stage. I know it was a lot of drinking, but... Once I got up there, that's the only part I remember. I was like, hey, fellas, how y'all doing? <laughs> I was like, uh, and then I asked them that same question. And this dude was like, I was like, you know, if you, you bang a dude, it's pretty gay, right? And those guys were like, like one of them was adamant. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. You found sure. the homophobes like, in the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that's probably the reason why I was like, okay, let's, let's focus in on these dudes. Let's make these guys feel really uncomfortable. And... I was like, okay. It's like, but if you bang a flat, a flashlight, that's straight. And you, yeah. And I was like, well, what if you take it out and you put it in your buddy's butt and you fuck that? <laughs> and he was like, if you fuck another dude, you're fucking gay. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> dude, it was, we went back and forth for a little while. And I was like, well, you're not really fucking another dude, so to speak. <laughs> like, or I was just devil's advocate all the way through. That mad guy was fucking mad. Like he left. <laughs> like I, I, I pretty much walked. I walked two dudes that probably went and fucked. Well, for all I know, it sounds like they were homophobic. So I'm glad you walked them. It's crazy homophobic. Yeah, man, if you listen, if you don't want to talk about the uh, the nuances involved in fucking another dude in the ass, I don't want you around me because I don't have time for the homophobia. Shout out yeah. to the LGBTQIA plus and all that jazz. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else it's a hypothetical question that's funny in my mind <clears throat> first of all 
Absolutely, yeah. Nobody yeah, just said, have a good time. Somebody said we're about to fucking tie you down and make you do it. <laughs> Yeah, Hell yeah, fucking gay. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I'm 50 feet away on a stage. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's a hypothetical. It's the same way as like, would you eat a piece of shit for like, you know, $100? And you go, no. And then somebody goes, well, about 1000 And you just keep on, you know. That's what I thought we were going to do. Instead, I got two dudes fighting mad at me. <laughs> like they were very against oh, pride mom. Dude, I guarantee if my time was up and I went off that stage right there, I would have been grabbed by the shirt collar. Oh, yeah. Like old 50s stuff. <laughs> Lectured about yeah. the terms of gayness. Gayness you know? or maybe that guy's just, maybe he's just a flash, a fleshlight advocate. The, the accords <laughs> just drew like, up in the uh, gay Geneva Convention. <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, that's gay. If you look, Article 2, Section 6. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was just mad because I was like, well, you're going to line your butt with that. He's like, don't line my butt with that. <laughs> the God gave me the best fleshlight there is in my asshole. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was homophobic. He was just extremely into gay rights. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, like, gay. You go put your dick in a man's asshole. There should be no barriers like God intended. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's classic. He's got Read your goddamn Bible. Your goddamn Bible. He starts smacking. <laughs> flesh be of the flesh. Good lord. It's flesh of my flesh, not flesh of my fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time that I knowingly piss somebody off at that show. I'm sure. I, I'm sure there was another time. <laughs> I'm sure somebody might come out of the woodwork and just be like, "Hey, dude." How often have you pissed people off on stage? I've only pissed somebody off on stage one time, and it was because I, it was because I, I used the phrase "retard tendencies." Okay. <laughs> and it's a it's a it's a long joke, and I understand the sensitivities to it. You know. Like like most like well most people who are good people I won't say most people like all the good people in this world I have followed the times in what words I use regardless of what the context is so I've trained myself through the years to not use the R word regardless yeah. even if I just say it by itself to say you know some plan is the R word I, I don't do that either but. Ages ago, I did this joke with that I said retard tendencies, and after the show, everything was cool. I come off stage, I'm sitting, I was like headlining, so I'm sitting down like at the end of the night, just like having a drink, and this girl comes up to me and she was like, "You shouldn't, you shouldn't call children retarded." And I said, first of all, I didn't call a child retarded." She said, well, you use that word. And I was like, I did use that word. And she says, I swear to God, she says, I work with retarded children. And that is so <laughs> insensitive of you to say. And I just cut her off. And I said, well, you just called some children retarded. So I'm not listening to the rest of this conversation. And 
And I was dead serious. And she said, so you're just done with it. I was like, yeah, I'm done. You you just called children retarded in your effort to get me to not call children retarded, which I didn't even do. So I'm done with this conversation. And she said, so you would rather me walk away thinking you're an asshole than talk to me right now. And I said, yeah, that's true. And then I walked off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I've ever upset somebody on the stage. <laughs> and I haven't even done what she said I did. <laughs> I've, uh, it's been a handful. Uh, not all of them. <laughs> and I'm not controversial that I think at all. I think it's the action. Like I, it must be. I think, I think it's because uh, that, of your, I think it's because you sound like every like clan wizard in every movie that features racism. Yeah. When you go and you think I would get more and you're not a clan wizard. Like when yeah. you take that exit and then you started like trying to get dudes to have gay sex, then people get upset <laughs> that you're not the assholes get upset you're not one of them and they want to attack you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, I said something about tattoos and I don't have a problem with them. I was just talking about them. And uh, something in, something to the effect, I had an old joke, and I kept on, like, revising it and moving it different ways, <laughs> like you're supposed to do, I thought. And I had a dude just covered in tattoos, just fucking pointed his arm, <laughs> you know, just like, I got to, I was like, I couldn't see it. Read them and read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's, I, I don't have any problem with this. <laughs> and I've had people, had a, and I even worked this into a bit, so I don't want to be too hack about it. But uh, a lady, I had a, a thing about me not liking bologna. <laughs> and this lady, I've had more than one person come up and just be like, I don't appreciate what you have to say about bologna. <laughs> like, okay, sorry. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i afraid that. woman where people have such strong views about dude, bologna? I think the one What's of them was that stand-up yeah. Were you in Italy? I, was, I was right there in Italy. Was, uh, the Italians, man. They take their sandwich meats. Serious. <laughs> One of them, I'm pretty sure, was at, I, I know it was in, I know it was in Huntsville. I'm pretty sure it was at Stand Up Live. That uh, older person just, like, I don't expect people to come up and talk to me after the show. Like, I can stand next to the door with a, a sign that says free money or something. People are, no matter how good I do, they're just going to walk around by me. <laughs> they don't want to fucking talk to me. And that's fine. I don't care. Uh, I care a little bit, but whatever. And I just, like, uh, like an older woman just was like, you know, I love a bologna sandwich. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't want to take that away from anybody. I just don't want it. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, that joke came from me and you doing that fucking show where uh, a certain showrunner, I don't know if he wants his name mentioned in this lot, um, got arrested one night yeah. and we had to get a hotel and uh, we went to that uh, that <laughs> breakfast buffet. When we were in Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah, in Jackson. <laughs> and I thought I was eating ham and they just fucking put grill marks on bologna. <laughs> 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 fucking pissed me off. I was so mad. <laughs> So grossed out because I don't like bologna, but you don't have to fuck it. You could just put bologna, and I would be like, "Okay, I'm not going to eat that." Instead, they thick cut bologna and put grill marks on it. I was like, "Fuck, it's fucking ham, dude!" A sneaky, that's a sneaky ham. Right? Yeah, yeah, no shit. 
and I grew up as country as they come. I never remember anybody eating bologna for breakfast. <laughs> well, Is that a I thing did. that I, I missed? Uh, nice, nice bologna egg and cheese sandwich for breakfast, man. You you, you fry it up. You 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 put that slit in it and pop that bubble. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. Wait, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's. I, I thought there was I, a bologna I cartel out there. And apparently, <laughs> they set their sights on you. <laughs> yeah, they're coming for me, dude. I'm taking down Big Bologna. <laughs> Oscar Mayer, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. That's insane. Uh, like, what? Um, it's, it's weird. Did you ever, um, like, have you lived a funny life? Like, do you think you might have been destined to do this? Because when I think back on. Like a lot, a lot of the things that have happened to me, like sometimes I feel like I was destined to be a comedian because there's no reason for a regular person to have some of these stories. Like I remember one time in college, right when KY had just introduced their warming sensations lube. I, don't, I remember the commercial. Yeah, actually. get some. I uh, I got some of that, for, and, and for me and my girlfriend at the time to check out. And one night, man, we're in my room and. Uh, Things are getting a little hot and heavy, and I'm like, you know, let's uh, spice things up a little bit, and let's check out this KY warming sensation. So I lean over to the dresser, because I had my, my bed was like pushed in between a wall, and you know, I had like one of those, a room for two people that I turned into one, so I had yeah. a I had a desk that I was using like a like a dresser and a table, so I had that pushed up to one side of the bed, and then my then the wall on the other side. So I had some shit up there, and and I had the KY. So I put it up there, and we went at it, man, and it was it was lovely. We had a nice time. So my girl was like, you know, she wanted to go at it again, and I'm like, cool, well, and she was like, I like that stuff. I was like, yeah, well, you know, reach over and grab it slap it on and we'll do some things so <laughs> she reaches over and grabs the, the warming sensations and throws it on and uh you know we start kissing and whatnot and she's like this stuff is really warm i'm like yeah that's yeah that's what it does she was like it's starting to tingle yeah, that's the sensation right i'm like yeah it's supposed <laughs> to tingle so we kiss for like 10 more seconds and she goes no, like, this is really burning. And then this light went off in my head. And I was like, pass me the bottle that you just used. And she reaches over, passes me the bottle. I hit the light, and I look down, and I'm holding a bottle of Purell hand sanitizer. Oh, oh my God. And she is just <laughs> slathered all over her couch. <laughs> So oh. she runs into the bathroom and she's like like filling cups up with water and like pouring them over her vagina over the toilet. I'm in the bed in tears <laughs> laughing my motherfucking ass off. And this was years before I, I would be a comedian, but the comedian and me yelled into the bathroom. Well, we know for a fact that we'll be having the safest sex possible now because there's no way anything's still alive in your pussy after that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think about things like that, and I'm just like, 
yeah, I was supposed to. I was born to take the stage because that's not something that happens to somebody who should just tell that at Christmas parties to their coworkers. This was meant to be told to the world. <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget that night. Oh God. <laughs> That's God. That's a. That's yeah. <laughs> that's grounds. That's grounds for uh, definitely a story corner. <laughs> I, maybe it wasn't like I never had like any like too big of stories or anything. They'll pop up every once in a while. There has to be like triggers. There has to be like me seeing something. But I, I don't know if, like uh, Destin or anything like that. But I will admit that I was like that person for a long time as a kid that I would just stand in the background and just watch people just observing. go ape shit. Yeah. Observing if like somebody, <laughs> like if I was at a store and somebody's like, I'm going to go crazy. I would just back into like a place <laughs> and be like, let's get the, let's get the minutes. <laughs> you know, let's say how this plays out. Like anytime, like, so, <clears throat> hey, I mean, uh, consider how long I've had the bartending stuff too. It can be a real problem. It has been in the past, like, somebody will start acting wacky, and somebody's like, you're going to stop him? I'm just like, wait a minute, let's see where this goes. <laughs> you That's know? hilarious. You know, the first time it, I went to your bar, um, I just, Oh, I think I do remember I this just, story. It, it might have been not the first time, but I, one, I remember one, this one, Yeah, one of the first times of the... It, it, it could have been later than, like, the fourth time I was there, because this was when I first hit Nashville. We were in that bar, and I saw a one-legged man and his service dog beat the yep. shit out of another guy. <laughs> yeah, out of a hippie. One of the wildest things I've ever seen. Like, I was already like fascinated by like seeing this dude and sitting in a chair at a table, and then I'm looking at another chair next to him. I'm like, is that a fucking leg? Like, it looked like the lamp from fucking a Christmas store. Yeah, there's just this fake legs standing up in the chair. I'm like, whose fucking leg is that? And then he gets into it with that hippie and I see him dive <laughs> out of the chair onto him and that's what I noticed. He has one leg and then a fucking German shepherd jumps in the fight and starts biting <laughs> the hippie. I'm like, holy shit, that's his fucking service dog. <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember I was adamant about not going to that bar. I was like, guys, I work here. I put in about 40 a week. Let's go somewhere else. And then somebody out of the group went, nah, we got to go there. And I was like, okay. It's like, I just had a bad, like, the spider senses were tingling, dude. The premonition was right. Then, we saw a, yeah. a one-legged man in his service don't beat the shit out of a hippie. Well, that, the one-legged man was dressed up kind of like a veteran biker, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Was. He, Where I was it like, looked like that's Charlie a weird pairing. In that episode of um, It's Always Sunny in season two when Frank first <laughs> showed up and Charlie dressed up like the Vietnam vet in the wheelchair. Yeah. He looked like that. Absolutely. <laughs> and because I remember it's just it's one of those things after you've either worked in a bar or you've done comedy or you've done something where you have to work with people, a lot of people, you start noticing like abnormal ad, <clears throat> things that don't go together. <laughs> and so, you know, every once in a while you'll see that and be like, that doesn't look, and then you'll see something that brings it together. You're like, okay, now that makes more sense. And at that whole table, I was like, first of all, we don't allow dogs, in here, but I guess it's a service dog, even though it just looks like a dog. There's a biker dude over here with all the patches. And then he removes his leg or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's weird. 
and he's just sitting with these like straight up like fucking Patagonia fish (laughs) fucking listening like some straight up hipster rich kids (laughs) yeah like the white kid that was just starting his dreads (laughs) he's doing like one real big one like one little tiny one shit I was like okay I mean, to me, that's a red flag, but, you know, I live on this side of town, and everybody's kind of weird and hipster and shit. He's I was nasty. like, okay. Yeah. It's not like that anymore, by the way. It's real expensive now. And Everybody's buying up everything after all the tornadoes and shit come through. Dude. Gentrified. Tearing everything. Dude, gentrified <laughs> is the best thing that's happened out here. They're just tearing shit down and being like, let's put up 16 houses in this one spot. Right. And then somebody goes, Sure. But yeah, those, you just see those abnormalities. And you, I was just like, okay, that's me just being, like having some sort of weird prejudice that I didn't know towards hippies and aunties <laughs> and shit. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, you learn something new about yourself. And then next thing you know, I was like, I was right. They're beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> They're fucking killing each other. Fucking flipping table. I remember a table flipped over. Uh, a bar back at the time that happens to know jujitsu really well was just like, finally, I get to choke a man and just fucking put a choke on a dude. <laughs> and uh, the cops had to come. And there was a guy outside, a dog. That dog was tearing up that dude like he had his <laughs> pant leg. It was like a movie. <laughs> and it was one of those deals where, you know, normally if I'm working, I would be like, okay, I got to break up this fight. And somebody, I couldn't tell you who all was with us. But somebody just put their hand on my shoulder and was like, dude, don't even try to get involved in this. And I was like, I got, yeah. I was like, I don't even know who to, should I tackle the dog? Should I fucking go for the cripple? I mean, what should I do? See you with the fucking dog in the crossface cripple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking chicken winging this dog over here. Say uncle, motherfucker. Say uncle. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> I forgot about that, dude. That's, that was a weird night. The rest of the staff doesn't remember it quite as like an amputee, a hippie, and a German shepherd walk into a bar quite as well as us. They just remember it as... You know how much weird shit you got to see for that to not register your brain anymore? Yeah. How tired you have to be, or drunk, I don't know, that you have to look over and go, that looks right. You know, and you see a man take off his leg. Sit in this chair like a fucking ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> hey, this, is Le- just, this is Lester leg. Yeah. Isn't that right, pal? He just moves like the fucking toes. Just, just like closes, the, opens the knee. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if there's, I mean, I'm sure there's, hopefully there's not a total law. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. The, like, a, would if a man removes a part of his body and sets it in a chair that you could walk over and be like, sir, would you please put that part of your body back on? This is a family establishment or something. Like, I don't know what to say. Sir, I'm but sorry, I should no have allowed. That's obscene. <laughs> yeah. Cover please cover that now. <laughs> yeah. We have a sock in the back. Here you go, buddy. We've got, <laughs> people are eating, sir. You got the cover. Yeah, <laughs> all of them, sir. Not just the one. <laughs> oh God! Now that's one just of, something. One yeah. of my uh, sorry, I just keep on seeing that that, that leg in that chair. Like, it, <laughs> it will change your life. It changed mine. Six years later, yeah. it's vivid as fuck. It might as well have happened last night. Yeah. 
I can't get over it. <laughs> yeah. Now, this, this quarantine has uh, it's put the kibosh on your comedy career as far as stand-up. But yeah. one of my favorite things to come out of this is that you and Rob Hot Sauce Haynes brought back Letters from Camp Blood, your horror podcast, your horror movie podcast, and um, I'm really enjoying it. I also saw that you branched out and oh, yeah. uh, did a solo episode of, what was it called, The Sweetest Scumbag? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be a regular thing. Now, <laughs> that's going to be... Tell, tell the people about that, like, uh, like Rob Haynes was like one of my old de facto roommates in Nashville. He moved to Ohio last year and you guys stopped doing Letters for Camp Blood and then a year later the fucking quarantine hit and you guys like, fuck it, remote podcast, we gotta do something. So tell tell the people about that. Well, it's it's funny. We talked about doing it. Like whenever he moved, I was like half the fun was watching a movie with Rob and then barely talking about the movie <laughs> afterward. <laughs> it was kinda of pointless to have the movie sometimes, to be honest. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh whenever he was moving to ohio i was like do you should we try to do this over like i don't even think there was a thing zoom back then <laughs> i think that i mean they, i think that just popped up like you know march 2nd <laughs> they were just like somebody's like a part of the coronavirus like fucking uh conspiracy <laughs> because i've never That's heard me. of it and then coronavirus quarantine hit and what, what was like a congresswoman from georgia like bought a bunch of stock in Zoom, and then all of a sudden, everybody was working from home, and 99% of people was using yep. Zoom. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those deals where, like, somebody's like, hey, man, do you want to, like, catch up or something on, like, a video chat? I was like, yeah, what do you use, like, Skype? And they're like, Skype. What the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, what? Use Zoom. And I got on there, I was like, it's the same shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's um, weird I'm sure the market, but nobody had ever heard of them, and we had a thousand no. ways to video chat. <laughs> Yeah. We're using Google like a, Duo right now. Yeah, which I didn't even know existed until I got this new phone. Where I was like, oh, cool. Jesus, when did you, um, you get your last phone? Like a Google G1? Like the first Android phone in 2009? No. It was, uh, I had this last phone for five years. Whoa. Yeah, that's dude, like, that's, that's like, like 20 years in human time. Oh, I'm telling you, man. <clears throat> This screen and shit, where I'm just like, I'm tapping shit and it happens. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> shit charges up. I was like, what the? Um, uh, yeah, so Rob was moving up there and we talked about doing Skype or whatever. And uh, we were just like, nah, it's, you know, 99.9% of the fun is just hanging out and it just won't be the same. And then like a year later, and we all, this is another reason too. We talked about the technical stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like it ain't going to sound the same. <laughs> it's going to do this. It's going to do that. And we're like, yeah, let's just fucking put the kibosh on it. Just fucking call it a day. And then, uh, this shit happened. And I was like, Hey Rob, everybody is now sounding kind of <laughs> shitty. <laughs> you know, do you just want to fucking watch a movie or something? He's like, Oh yeah. Next thing you know, two weeks later, we are like, we're back. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, we're also doing, like, Steven Seagal movies and shit now. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we did a Steven Seagal movie. Um, we're getting ready to do, a, like, a crazy, like, one of the like the, the religious propaganda ones with Gary Busey. Oh, about the end of time oh, oh, oh. with a Gary Busey. The Busey. Always a good time. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, The Sweetest Scumbag is 
just scratching that itch for stand up, <laughs> dude. Because I mean, conversations like comics hanging out is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And but you still, but used to, I would just like there would be certain nights where I didn't want to do stand up, but I was like, I can hang out mm-hmm. with all the other. And now I'm kind of like, okay, I've kind of hung out and talked to people. I, now I need the stage shit, <laughs> so I need to talk at somebody, <laughs> you know, just talk into the ether and wonder what happens. So that's the reason why I'm doing that. So I'm getting ready to spark that up in probably the next week or so. As soon as I get more shit to talk about, that's that's the problem. Is <laughs> I said a bunch of shit in like 45 minutes and then went fuck. <laughs> I ain't got enough. (laughs) (laughs) What are you gonna do about uh, college football, man? You're you're a big UT fan, and you know I'd I'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that um, it's it's been over five thousand days since your Tennessee Volunteers beat my Alabama Crimson Tide. considering you got that red ass fucking room i see every part of it if you guys can see this i've dude i've been biting my tongue since we got on to just be like you're doing this on purpose i get there's something tells me this ain't even your room it's just a room that's like just for the crimson tide and you're doing this what this way in the nineties? <laughs> this way in the nineties. That's all I gotta say. So what <laughs> yeah, do you? What are you gonna do when we don't have college football? Because they keep they keep acting like we're gonna have it, but like right now, uh, every team keeps shutting down training because fifteen players keep testing positive. It's just like, listen, man. You know, I'm I'm not looking forward to not having college football way more than most people. I'm the, the hugest college football fan. Yeah. I'm the type of person that watches every game. I don't give a fuck who's playing. That's why I love Mac Wednesday so much. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll watch the Ohio Bobcats play against the Toledo Rock. I don't give a fuck. I just love college football. But we got to counsel this shit, man. Because all they're doing is the same thing we're doing with businesses. Like... Yeah, you're gonna open college football up, and then a week later, we're gonna have to shut it the fuck down because everybody's in quarantine. Because everybody on the yeah. team's got coronavirus, it's fucking pointless. It doesn't make it hurts, much sense, but it makes yeah. zero sense. Same like, um, like the NBA's doing and Major League Baseball. Like, listen, man, you can do all this shit if you want to, but once the positive test turns up, everybody in the vicinity has to go home for two weeks. So if one player tests positive out of fucking 30 on the two teams, everybody who played the coaches, everybody's going into quarantine. This is a waste of time. I want them to, I mean, especially in like the NFL and stuff, I want them to try, you know, get to get up to like the edge of the cliff and then go fuck and then just come back (laughs) just because I want that. I want that glimmer of hope right now, you know? Because I'm watching, like, I, I never was a huge MMA guy, but I like it. You know, it's fine. Dude, that shit comes on, I'm glued. They had, like, five straight hours. I think that one night, that five straight hours. I didn't move except to get a beer and take a piss for five hours. I didn't know any of those dudes or women. I was just like, kill them. Beat, beat each other to death live, please. I just want to see something live. And also, back in the dude, until this happened, like somebody be like, "Hey, you watching uh, UFC tonight?" And I was like, "I'm busy, or I'm doing something else. I'll ch- I'll check it out later, or watch a highlight or something." And now somebody's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm watching UFC. Why are you fucking with me? I, I please, I need, I need to see something that isn't pre-recorded. I watched that fucking uh, the Jordan the Last Dance. Oh, uh, blue, buddy, dude, 
Dude, I couldn't. That's I literally was the only that thing like I, I've watched live that wasn't sports in like the last six, seven years. Like everything I watch is yeah. on demand or like I've TiVo'd or whatever. I have yeah. not stopped playing video games or watching whatever I'm doing and turned to the TV in years. But the Save the Last Dance, I was watching it live every Sunday. <laughs> Dude, it was, and I, it, I started treating it. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, and then what happens when they play the, the jazz? <laughs> it's like, I know what Is happens. This the I was there. The Bulls lost? Who won this final? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, they lost one game? Who would have saw that coming? I was like, I saw that coming. I can't believe that they beat the the Magic Lakers. Oh, Jordan, he's like, shot there. over Byron Russell. That's insane. <laughs> I can't believe this. Is this. I, I wish I could pause this live TV. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, honestly, I, I'd rather have them keep the players and shit safe. I, I really would. Because there's nothing worse than like a fucking 18, 19 year old kid, you know, with fucking hopes and dreams comes out there and gets that fucking shit. And they right. say it's fucking up your lungs and everything else. And next yeah, thing you know, it goes from so many problems. Yeah. And, I mean, and these are kids too. So it's not like. It's not like they can't, you know, find something to do or bounce back or at least, you know, work on the online education of it. Maybe that would be the eye opening yeah. thing is these athletes get like a real education because you and I both know some of them get a real good education and other ones just. They don't care. That's what oh, I think is the worst what, part about this that they're trying to go through with it. And <clears> they're doing it solely for the sake of making money. Oh, yeah. But those kids are the ones putting themselves at risk. And they're not going to get any of the money. So I, I don't, just just from a point yeah. of labor, I don't think it's fair that you would say, listen, I stand to lose a couple billion dollars if you don't play. This isn't like pro sports. Those people are going to get paid too. But for you to put these kids at risk of, you know, losing life and limb and function so they can go to class, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> like that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. dirty as fuck. Like, you know, not to even yeah. get into the whole thing about not paying players. You could just push that to the side. Just the fact that you want these guys to risk everything for your money and they get nothing is like, that's not, no, that's fucking horrible. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not fair. I, I will say this, though, like whenever this whole coronavirus shit started taking hold and uh, I, I was still, I've, I've never been the hot take instant guy. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that's like, well, it's like this or it's like that. <laughs> and every time I've, Kind of done that. I mean, it's at best a 50-50 if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> so I try to just take it in and then try to compute all that shit and then spew it out. And sometimes I'm still wrong. Who knows? But <clears throat> I'm coughing a lot. I'm not even smoking. I'm coughing. I'm watching you smoke and I'm coughing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> your, that's, is... that's your body trying to tell you you need a shot of Jack. It's <laughs> <You laughs> yeah. my body being like, it's been... It's been three days, buddy. <laughs> Are you dead? What's going on? Are we in yeah. hell? <laughs> yeah. What did What did we do to you <laughs> that make you mistreat us? Um, <clears throat> but whenever this first started, and they started shutting down the NCAA tournament, I guess it started with the SEC tournament. Um, I was talking to a friend, just texting back and forth, and he's just a sports guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a sports guy. And he's a little bit of a Republican. Not a crazy one, not fucking far right, but he's definitely a Republican. I don't know if he's a Trump Republican. We will, we don't talk about it. You Say know, it's no one more. of those deals, right? I, I get it. You're, I get it. You know what I mean? You're just like, listen, 
I know you're a good person at heart. <laughs> We're just going to leave it be. And uh, anyway, uh, he was just like, I'm scared about this. That was like, of all people, he's scared about this virus. I was like, why are you, you know, what's the big deal? And he goes, dude, you don't shut down billion dollar sports things if it's not serious. And I was like, <clears throat> dude, right then, I was wanting to get in a fucking bunker. I was wanting to move to Montana, fucking put up a log cabin. I was like, oh my God. One of the people that would never think would think this rationally, <laughs> just straight up thought rationally, fucking end times are coming. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, out of here. That's what did it for me. They, when they, when this first kicked off, it was like, oh, like two weeks till the NCAA tournament. And March Madness is my favorite thing. Like, I, my, oh, I yeah. feel like that, I feel like college football is the greatest sport in the world, and March Madness is the greatest sporting event. Absolutely. I don't, I don't watch regular season college basketball at all unless it's one of the big rivalry games. Like, I'll watch Duke play UNC or Michigan, Michigan State, Louisville, Kentucky, some shit like that. But I don't I don't even yeah. have a favorite college basketball. I don't care about it. I just love the, the conference tournaments and then the big dance. Glued to it. And when that shit hit and they were like, yeah, these tournaments is over with and we're canceling the NCAA tournament and we weren't even a week into the shit yet. I was like, yo. They downplaying this shit on the news, buddy. Like Trump and the boys are lying because yeah. they talking like, hey, it's, it's just like the flu. Don't really worry about it. And the NCAA is like, you know that that billion dollar tax free free money thing we do. We're not doing it. I was like, yo, it's time to start stocking up and planning to not <laughs> leave the house because they just yeah, they... the NCAA tournament, which was also like. Like, like on the flip side of that coin was like the worst thing about it because everybody's was going to be at home and the tournament was canceled. <laughs> like how, like how much of a, like, be careful what you wish for monkey paw type situation is that everybody was going to be at home to watch the NCAA tournament. But because of the reason we were all at home, there was no tournament. God, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I know dudes that take off work. To watch like the first two yeah. or three days, it ain't a like game. they piss off their wives. That's when people to be like vasectomies. Like, like <laughs> seriously, people. That's one of the things people do around tournament time. Vasectomies like increase like five thousand percent because when you get a vasectomy, you just have to sit at home and ice your nuts for like days on end. So people <laughs> usually they time their vasectomies like the shits like like if the shits hovering at like fifty a month. When March hits, that shit shoots up to like ten thousand. So that's Jeez. what like that's it's like people even they even advertise it like that. Like people who do vasectomies like advertise like the March Madness special. Like come in here and get your nuts snipped. Then yeah. you'll just have to sit at home and ice them for the next week. You can watch the tournament all you want to, and like people go for it. <laughs> Fucking March Natlas. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that that was uh, stated here on Uncle Rod's Story Corner by Joshua Lewis of Nashville, Tennessee. You will be sued by both his lawyers and my lawyers if you take that and run it without giving him any money. At least, at least, you got to give me the operation for free. <laughs> at least the free mad snip. Yep. That's, that's all I want. And a redo, just in case I meet that right one, which every I haven't year, yet. Every, well, they, 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 every they, year. You know, they do make a thing called the vast clip. I know a lot about this because uh, I'm, I'm very anti-helping children. 
Yeah. And uh, I know that, like, one of the things they came up with, this, this was probably like eight, nine years ago, but they came up with a, this thing called the vast clip that was like a semi-permanent uh, vasectomy where they, they just go in and instead of slicing and separating and burning closed, they just kind of put a pin in it, so to speak. They just clip yeah. the shit closed instead of snipping it. So if you want to get it reversed when you meet that special woman, you just go in and get the clip taken off, and then you just get piping right back. It's got to like ca- you know capping an oil drill basically. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take the cap off and get some oil, whatever you want. To. <laughs> yeah, clear clear out the sludge and get to work. Exactly. Hit it with that, it with that Drano. <laughs> hit it with a little fast deference Drano. Clear out that cloth. They get they get semen well, it back in. <laughs> so. So here's another reason why I'm against Facebook is because every once in a while there'll be this new invention. They'll have like this like little video where you watch and you're like, wow, like solar roads, all kinds of bullshit. And, and one of them was like a new vasectomy thing. And it was like uh, a needle, which is scary enough before it goes into your fucking scrote and a needle full of like some sort of like quick drying silicone or something <laughs> and they put that in a vast effort and it kind of does the chip clip thing and it like fuck it chip clip i didn't mean to say it <laughs> honestly didn't that fucking... sweet heat mosquito yeah i want to <laughs> yeah. have a baby <laughs> <laughs> somebody open up his bag so i can get me my chips anyhow um anyway they inject it into the vast deference right and then it sets up and then you're like like, you know, there's no problem. They put, like, a Band-Aid on your fucking nuts. You go home, you can start fucking tossing out, like, dead loads and have a great time. And then, if you want it reversed, they would use something like this ultrasonic fucking vibration thing. And they'd fucking numb up your balls and they'd fucking go to town on that. And you'd break loose and you jazz it out. Next thing you know, you're fucking ready to fucking, you know, have kids again. And I was like, dude. a kidney stone in your nuts? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's... It's either, so it's either they go in there with a fucking knife and a laser or something, they cut your nuts open, or they put a, a fucking a hair tie or something on it, or they shoot it up. I mean, it's barbaric, dude, the shit they do to us. Yeah. They, but they, I would, please come on with those male birth control pill science, please. Oh, dude. <laughs> Especially now, feel it full of testosterone too. Me getting older, I fucking get fucking get jacked. A and can't of have babies. Viagra and baby blocker. <laughs> yeah. Just throw your dick at you the Terminator. Take... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how it sounds when you come. <laughs> oh, I'm about to. <laughs> I'll be mock. But it's going to take me a little while because I. (laughs) Give me 30 minutes. Give me 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I'm no spring chicken anymore, dude. Yeah. Besides that, I want to watch his show. (laughs) Hilarious. Well, Josh, tell the people all about where they can find your podcast and where they can find you on the internet. You should be able to find Letters from Camp Blood by just Googling that. I hope. I hope we got that set up because we had to – it's a little confusing now. 
Um, but you can find us on like any of your big podcast apps, Apple, whatever, all that shit. Just letters from Camp Blood. It's pretty. Nobody else has that domain. It's <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, at Blood Camper on Twitter, uh, letters from Camp Blood on Instagram, Facebook, and all that shit. Uh, you can find me at the Josh from TN on pretty much everything, including TikTok, which I'm ashamed of. <laughs> You're on TikTok. I'm on fucking TikTok. I put two stand-up videos on TikTok, <laughs> and one of them made the front page because I. I had to Google what FP, like somebody went, hey, dude, FP. I was like, thanks. <laughs> and then like a day later, I was like, what the fuck does FP mean? I think it's F- FTP. I don't know. But I had to Google it, and I had to look at several different like variations of what FTP means. Uh, once fuck the police. <laughs> or something like that. I, I, I might even got the acronym wrong now, but it's something like that. And uh, eventually, I was like, "Oh, front page." No, then I tried to. Then I couldn't figure out how to get to the front page of TikTok. <laughs> it's soon. I would like to say I, I realized that I'm like my foot's in the fucking pool of forty. I get that. <laughs> But you could have brought this shit to me when I was 25, and I would still been just as fucking bewildered. <laughs> just been like, people make money from this? Uh, also, fucking Josh Wagner got me to get on there uh, like a year ago, maybe longer. He's like, TikTok's hilarious. Check it out. So I just downloaded it and started looking at it, and it was just like tween girls in their underwear <laughs> dancing. And I was like, whoa, this ain't funny. <laughs> this ain't funny for me at all. Fucking Delia me, man. Fucking Delia me, dude. <laughs> I was like, I want out of this shit. Well, congratulations. All of your stand-up that belongs to the Chinese government. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope they love uh, my hot takes on, uh, what was it? I can't remember. Baloney, maybe. We'll just say baloney. Baloney and... Uh, Man on man flesh like sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, teach those guys something about li- about us Americans. About what real? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, folks, there you have it. Joshua Lewis, the Johnson City Jackhammer, the Josh from TN, letters from Camp Blood. Check about anything you want to say to the people before you head out. Y'all are okay? And TikTok. And TikTok. <laughs> oh, and TikTok. You can't. First of all, check out my TikToks. FTP. FTP. <laughs> no, there, I guarantee there's going to be somebody. Hopefully your podcast gets big enough that there's some like tween in the comments that goes, he's getting the acronym wrong and it wasn't on the front page. We like to fuck with old people. These fucking boomers. Fucking show them what's up. Like, oh, guilty as charged, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand it. <laughs> That's what I want to say to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you laughed. I hope you smiled. I hope you learned something. Hope it put you in a good mood. If you're already in a good mood, hope it put you in a better mood. Um, Had a lot of fun. Big shout out to all my guests and telling some great stories. It's a real good time, man. Anyway, uh, you know, check back in with us soon. We'll have an all-new episode going. I want you to know I love you, and I, I hope you love yourself and, and love everybody else. The number to the National Suicide Hotline is 
the number to the Trans Lifeline is 1-877-565-8860. Hit them up if you, if you need to talk about some things or something's troubling you. Hell, hit me up. I don't really sleep until the sun comes up like a vampire. So hit your boy up, man. If you got my number, call me You know when you need to talk. Text me. Hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on Instagram, whatever. You can email me at rodforshort at gmail.com. And if you, you're feeling generous, hit your boy with a donation on the Cash App. That's Cash Tag. Dollar sign. Rod for short. R-O-D, number four, S-H-O-R-T. Hit me up on Venmo, at Norado Moore. And... Uh, I think that'll do it, man. Holla at you.